Conscious Style podcast, where we explore what it will take to build a better, more sustainable, and equitable future for fashion. I'm your host, Elizabeth Joy. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to a surprise bonus episode of the Conscious Style Podcast. So I'm actually recording this on Wednesday, October 12th, set to schedule for Thursday, October 13th. So I never create podcast episodes this last minute. So this is going to be a little bit more raw, unedited, unfiltered, unscripted. Not like the other stuff is totally scripted. I mean, it's scripted, but it's scripted by myself. So I'm writing it before I say it. So it's not scripted by somebody else. Um, but this one is like really, really unscripted where I'm not even writing what I'm going to say first because it's just like a last minute episode that I'm putting together. Because today I posted a reel on the At Conscious Style Instagram account about saying that it's, it's okay to grow slow. And this was a message that resonated with quite a few of you. I've gotten a lot of really thoughtful comments and messages, and I just wanted to expound a little bit on this idea because it's something that I've been reflecting on, thinking about a lot lately. I've been, you know, this past season of the podcast, an ongoing season of the podcast is all about slowing down fashion. And also personally, I've been on this more personal journey of slowing down my life and embracing slow living. And I've also been thinking about how to slow down aspects of my business. And now when you say slowing down in in a business sense, it sounds terrible, right? I mean, what business wants to slow down? If you search, you know, slow business, you'll, you're met with all these tips on how to jumpstart your business again and get it to, you know, grow again and be successful and get more customers. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about operating businesses in a way that's more intentional and thoughtful and maybe grows slower. So I've just been thinking a lot about how, what can we cut in the business? Like what is not serving us, serving our audiences? What's just not bringing an ROI, right? What's not bringing a return on investment in terms of the time? So Long story short, I've been thinking a lot about slowness lately. And one of the concepts that keeps coming up for me is slow growth. So if you own a business, if you are, you know, if you have certain career goals or personal goals, I really think anybody can resonate with this, but sometimes you might feel like you're not growing fast enough. We see everybody on social media, whether that's their career or their you know, their relationships, like maybe they're getting married or having kids or whatever sort of, or buying a house or these sort of like check boxes and modern society. And it feels like, oh man, they're succeeding and they have all this stuff and they're doing so well. And, you know, also if you're a content creator, this I resonate with, like raising my hand high here, like you might see other creators who have been growing their audiences much, much faster than you. And that can be really hard. So I think this is, this is just something that I think a lot of us can relate to, which is why I think so many of you messaged me about this topic. And it's, it's not just social media, right? We also get these sort of ads of, you know, 
get-rich-quick schemes or these diets, which, you know, obviously have a slew of problems. But the point is, we see this everywhere. And of course, our dominant economic model is literally created on this idea of continual growth. And the second it stops growing, it's like an economic disaster. So we're just so trained about this idea of like constant growth. And now growth is not bad. That's why I'm calling it slow growth and not like anti-growth. You know, when it comes to the fashion industry, we do need to degrow it because it's way too big and really just unnecessary. We don't need a hundred billion garments every year that just end up getting dumped in the Atacama Desert and in Akragana and end up in our oceans. Like fashion needs to degrow. But on a personal level, of course, we're all seeking different areas of growth. Personally, I'm seeking this like mindset growth of just being more intentional and again, this slowness and embodying this into my life and we're going to have goals like that. And of course, I have business goals. So the, the problem is, I guess, when we expect that we're going to grow really fast all the time and sometimes we might have a growth spurt, sometimes a post on social media might go viral and we'll get a lot of followers Maybe your business gets picked up by a major media outlet and you get like a big rush of customers. Maybe you get a big donation um, if you run a nonprofit organization and that enables you to launch a, a bunch of really exciting projects. Or maybe you got a promotion at work or you got hired at a different company organization. Or maybe you made a ton of progress if you're like trying to run a marathon and you just made a big leap of progress one week. Those kinds of growth spurts happen and that's amazing and that's exciting, but they're not going to happen all the time, right? And we can't expect that of ourselves. We're humans, not machines. <laughs> and in the long term, the growth is going to be sort of slow. And sometimes, you know, the growth might not happen at all. It might just be sort of like staying the same. And that's not bad either, right? Because staying the same could enable you to dig deeper, yeah, I remember during the pandemic when things were sort of like slowing down, I used that as an opportunity in the business to dig a bit deeper into some things and fine tune some things and have some space to think creatively about some ideas. So sustaining, staying the same and like not growing is also okay. And sometimes there might even be some steps back. And I don't think we should consider those failures because that's just kind of how it works, right? And sometimes these things are out of our control. Like when there's an economic downturn and maybe the company you're working for is letting go of people, maybe you have less customers be in for your business because of the economy. These things are just going to happen and you can't always control them and they don't reflect like you as a, as a person either. And also personally, we all fall back on our personal goals. I mean, there are times that I'm feeling really good about my morning routine. I'm feeling really good about like exercising regularly. I'm feeling really good about like healthy eating. And then there are other times where it just really goes downhill and it doesn't happen. And it's also giving ourselves grace for those times where we might fall back, but that doesn't mean that our journey is over. I mean, in some cases, it might mean your journey of a certain thing is over, and that also isn't a failure, I don't think. 
I had this goal of running a half marathon years ago and I was running every day and I just realized I I just really hate running. <laughs> like I I wanted I wanted to like it. I really did. And I was even running along the, you know, coastline of like Michigan and Chicago beautiful view and I still just kind of hated it and I was like you know this isn't working for me this is a goal I no longer want to pursue was that a failure I don't think so maybe someone says that but I also just think that we can just change and evolve our goals (laughs) and that's a very human natural normal thing to do so back to slow growth I think that one of the biggest myths is that everybody else is growing faster than us or there's a lot of people or a lot of businesses growing faster than us. And this is probably mostly because of social media because obviously people are only gonna share their successes. I mean, who regularly shares their failures on social media if you're a business? Like you don't want all your customers thinking that your business is failing, right? So we're only seeing the good stuff most of the time. We all know that, but I just think uh, a reminder is always useful. And then it also looks like other people's journeys are linear, I think, because we, again, just see part of the story. We don't see where maybe sometimes they're falling back or they're just sort of like scraping by or sustaining and not growing. So I think that's a big lesson is growth is not linear for anybody. I mean message me on Instagram at Conscious Style if I'm wrong. Maybe your growth journey towards something was perfectly linear. You never had a, you never stepped back. You never just sustained. You were just like constantly growing. Please let me know if I'm wrong and you experienced that. But I think that's a bit of an unreasonable expectation to have for ourselves in our journeys towards whatever goals we might have. And this also brings up imposter syndrome. So someone mentioned that in the comments of the it's okay to grow slow reel about how thinking everybody is growing faster than you can bring up this imposter syndrome. And this is something that I have experienced a lot. Being a content creator, you're always gonna, you're, even if you don't say you care about the numbers on the screen, and, and really I don't care that much, but to some extent you do, right? At the end of the day, I'm about quality over quantity, but as a content creator, naturally you're gonna see other people whose posts perform really well and they're growing really quickly. They're getting a lot of followers. They're getting a lot of engagement, likes, whatever. And maybe on that particular day, it's more than you. It's faster, it's growing faster than your account is growing. And it can make you sort of question the content that you're putting out there. Like, well, why aren't people resonating with my content? Should I be posting content more like this person or that person or things like that? You know, I could go on and on, but I won't bore you. And just seeing other people growing faster than you might cause you to question yourself. And I think this is also also happens from a personal level, a career level, like you know, that person is just getting so much better at XYZ, why can't I, or that person read 80 books this year and I only read two. Why can't I grow as fast or why can't I achieve as much as this person? 
But I, what I just have to like constantly remind myself is that it really is impossible to compare. It's like comparing apples to oranges as the phrase goes, because we all have a hundred different elements of our life. We have our family life, our personal life, our like inner growth, our um, you know, re- close relationships, our romantic relationships, our work life, and within all those areas, a million other things. And we all have a unique mix of areas where we feel like we're maybe succeeding in and areas that we feel like we're sort of falling short in. And that's going to happen because we, we only have 24 hours of the day and most of us have to sleep for eight of them. So we can't do it all. That's a fact of life. And we're going to each have different priorities And we're going to maybe change our priorities depending on our season of life, right? Sometimes the priority might be our family. Sometimes the priority might be our work. For instance, if you're just starting your business and it requires a lot of upfront time investment, sometimes the priority might be your kids. Sometimes the priority might be Um, someone who's sick in the family. Sometimes it might be a friend who really needs your support. Sometimes you might want to really prioritize your health. And not everyone's going to be on the same page at all times. Sometimes the business might be growing slow, but your personal growth might be really developing and you're going to eventually bring that into your business and then your business is going to grow, if that makes sense. So I feel like I'm I'm sort of in that phase right now where I'm not really focused on business growth and I'm I've been really looking inwards and of course sustaining the business but also thinking more long term about what I want out of this business and in my life and I feel like once I feel in a stronger place with that I'll be able to come back to the conscious life and style business and bring in big fresh new ideas. And I think that's sort of a natural state towards the end of the year is getting sort of reflective. And here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's also fall. So it's getting cooler. The leaves are changing colors and eventually are going to drop. And it's going to be just a more inward, slower time. And that's just like a natural cycle. Like everything moves in cycles. And it's just so beautiful to see that in nature. But it's also true with ourselves. Perhaps that's within a day. Maybe you feel slow in the morning and then you're really energetic in the afternoon and then you wind down in the evening to wake up the next morning doing the same cycle. Or perhaps with a menstrual cycle, this happens within the month or the 30 days or 28 days or whatever it might be. And it happens in so many different areas. And this is something that I've been leaning into more and more is just honoring the various cycles and not expecting every day to be the same, every month to have the same growth rate in your business, you know, every single week that you're working out, you're moving forward in your, you know, maybe your weightlifting goal or whatever it might be. Sometimes you're just not going to grow at the same rate every day, every week or every month or every year. And that might be because you're focusing on something else. As you know, I mentioned before, sometimes you might be focusing a lot on maybe you're getting a degree. And so like academics and school, it's a big priority. But once you graduate, you're going to have time and space to focus on other areas of your life. Or maybe it's maybe within that it's finals week. So like you're really only focusing on school. But once finals week is over, you have time for friends and family again, more time. So 
my Instagram account, the at Conscious Style Instagram account has nearly 45,000 followers at the time of recording this, which is also the time of publishing because as I mentioned, I'm recording this the day before. And so I wanted to share that I've had that Instagram account for like six or seven years. So six or seven years later, 45,000 followers and like 10,000 of them came from, I think the last month or so, like a few posts did really well. So it's been a very slow burn. It's been very, very slow growth. And and there has been benefits. There's been pros and cons to that. One is that because I felt so frustrated with my lack of growth on Instagram, I diversified and I really invested in my blog, which is now like a media website, ConsciousLifeAndStyle.com. And I was feeling very frustrated by social media a year and a half ago and I started this podcast. You know, it got me to focus on my newsletter because I knew that the social media algorithms were a bit unreliable. And holistically for my business, this has been a great thing. And I think that if if social media was going really well, if my Instagram account was growing and just succeeding all the time, I don't think I would have been that motivated to to focus so much on these other things. And that might not be true for for everybody. Some people might be able to experience really great growth on Instagram and also focus on all these areas. But for me, I think I would have been really just sort of single-minded on Instagram if I was seeing a ton of success there. And I don't think I would have really seen a big reason to to look into other ways of getting, you know, this content about slow fashion out there. So that's like one of the hidden benefits to growing slow. And I actually have a few others that I listed out as I've been reflecting on this. Because I do think that slow Soul growth gets a bad reputation and you might be feeling really down if you're growing slow, not growing as fast as you would like, but I do think there are some pros to it. And so another kind of hidden benefit that I wrote down is that you might not be ready for the growth that you want. So speaking personally, six years ago, I would not have been ready to have a big platform. And I mean, you could argue now if I have a big platform, it's probably pretty, it's still pretty small, relatively speaking, in the world of Instagram, you know, having 45,000 followers. But six years ago, I don't even think I was ready for like a mid-sized, like whatever size you want to, I don't think I would have been ready for tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. A, mentally speaking, I don't think I could have handled the criticism And that's just always going to happen when your follower count grows, when your posts get more exposure, there's going to be more people criticizing it, especially if you're talking about a relatively controversial topic like sustainability. You know, people always have opinions and that's not bad. You know, I mean, in most cases, in some cases, people really say things much ruder than is necessary. But now I look at the criticism as ideas for topics to address rather than five years ago, I would have been shut down by these more critical comments. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. And I think that's growing slowly allowed me to get more accustomed to these more critical comments, you know, because it would maybe just be one a week and then three a week and whatever. 
versus having zero critical comments ever to maybe getting 50 in one week. That would be a big jump. And some people would be able to handle it. Me, I'm a sensitive person, so I would not have been able to handle it. Uh, it took me time to reframe and just get comfortable with that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that this slow growth of the Instagram account enabled me to get used to some of the negative sides in a bit slower way. And perhaps from a business sense, maybe actually a huge growth of your customers would also lead to your customer service team being, or maybe the customer service team is you. <laughs> and you would be completely inundated and overwhelmed with all the customer service emails and they're just, it wouldn't be possible to address them all. And so with growth also comes some of these issues sometimes. And so you might not be ready for it and you might need time to build in those systems or perhaps develop a mindset around a certain thing or so on. And then the third hidden benefit to slow growth is that it enables you to be a little bit more balanced. Of course, this isn't the case if you're spending a ton of time on something and it's still not growing. But if you sort of have this intentional slow growth mindset and you're more accepting at the pace that you're growing in a certain area, then you might be able to set better boundaries within that area and also enjoy and experience other areas of your life. For example, if I created super huge goals for the traffic for the ConsciousLifeAndStyle.com website or really major Instagram growth goals or listener goals for this podcast, I would have to work all the time. Or if I had some goal to run a marathon, considering I don't run ever, I would have to run and train a lot. Like that would have to occupy a lot of my time in order to achieve that goal. So it's not always bad to grow slow because it might enable you to nurture and develop several areas of your life at once and feel more balanced. And that also brings me to the fourth and final hidden benefit well, final, unless I think of another one after I finish this one. <laughs> but the fourth one is that you get to enjoy the journey. And a couple of caveats with this one. One, I want to acknowledge that there are also really unfair, unjust obstacles and barriers that might be holding people back. That, and that's not what this is about. This is not saying like it's good or okay that there's these unjust barriers, um, discrimination, lack of access to funding, unfair biases or stereotypes, all that stuff. Like that, that's, you know, I'm not talking about these sort of like outside really just inequitable barriers. That's not what this is about. So I just want to make that really crystal clear. And then the second caveat is that sometimes actually you are dependent on that growth and it might be putting you in a bad position. For example, you made an investment in your business and we're kind of counting on a certain growth of revenue in order to pay for that investment. And then the growth doesn't happen and it puts you in a bad financial position. That's You're obviously not going to enjoy that process. That sucks. So also not talking about that. <laughs> we're just talking about like just like the general you're not growing as fast as you want to. 
in a certain area. And I guess that sometimes what I want to say with this is that sometimes fast growth can actually be really stressful. If you have these really intense goals and you break it down, you say, okay, I have to, you know, let's just use a marathon as an example. If I want to train for a marathon within a month, I maybe have to run one additional mile every day, one mile the first day, two miles the next day, three miles and four miles and five miles. That's a, a really intense training plan. And it also goes for Instagram growth. If you have this goal of having 100,000 followers by the end of the year and you currently have 10,000, you'll have to post a lot most likely to get there unless you get really lucky with a couple of viral posts. But you're most likely going to have to be posting daily and putting a lot of work into those posts, right? So they do well because just any old post doesn't, you know, magically do well. Instagram is not easy. And rather, you know, maybe you had a goal of getting to 20,000 followers from 10,000 and that would allow you to maybe have more time to have fun with your posts. Maybe you wouldn't feel pressure to post every single day, but you post three times a week and you have fun with the post and you enjoy the slow process of more and more followers joining your community, engaging with more people, and you just have more fun with it. And that's been my mindset with Instagram lately. I'm just like, I'm going to have fun with it because who knows if a post will do well or it'll plummet and do terrible. I honestly don't know these days. The algorithm is just so unpredictable. So I'm going to post what I want (laughs) and see how it goes and just enjoy it and have fun with it because It is social media. It is not brain surgery. (laughs) It's not life or death. So that's, I guess, my thoughts on the journey aspect of slow growth. And it took me a while to get to that state of mind. I would say basically I only got to this state of mind this year and I started Conscious Life and Style six years ago. So it took me a lot of time. It doesn't have to take you that long. Um, Maybe you are actually already embodying that concept, which amazing for you. Like I'm impressed. Um, If not, maybe this is something that you can start to implement, whether you're just starting on your goal or you've been going at it for five years or you've had your business for a week or a decade, whatever it might be. And I also have now, I thought of a fifth sort of hidden benefit. And I'm not sure if that's the best term to really use in this context, but maybe the fifth reason to like embrace slow growth, benefit, reason, I'm not sure. Depends, I guess, on your framing. But the fifth one, the fifth in the list, is that growing slow allows you to also be really intentional. And I think that this is really true when it comes to growing a business. And I think that if your business is growing fast, it's really easy to make rushed decisions that you might reflect on later and not be super happy about. Like, I'm really glad that my business has been growing slowly and each hire for Conscious Life and Style has been a very intentional process and I didn't just like hire 40 people all at once or something like that. Because I think that can get really that that can get really easy where your business starts to feel out of alignment with yourself. Or maybe, you know, I was let's say I was really just focused on 
growing the revenue of my business. And I would just be like, I just want to work with big brand partners, make a lot of money so I can grow my business. And I might have accepted partnerships or done sponsorships with brands that actually weren't really aligned with my core mission. And I think that we can think of a lot of examples with that. Like when you're just so single-minded on reaching a certain goal really fast, you might have to take some shortcuts to get there or at the very least rush certain elements of the process that you might, you know, I don't want to say regret, but you might not feel great about later. Like you might've been like, oh man, if if I gave myself a bit more time, I probably would have gone in a different direction. (laughs) Things like that. I know for me, that's like really true with my business. And like I had, for instance, certain ideas years ago that I'm glad I didn't pursue because I wouldn't want to be in that direction now. And also because I sort of am okay with the slow growth. I mean, so I, I said this is a more a newer evolution, but I think even even years ago, I wasn't willing to like sacrifice my values or, or personal well-being or the well-being of others to grow. You know, I was never into that. And so like one thing that happened was I got an offer to write a book and it was this super unrealistic timeline. There's no way I could have put forth my best work. No way. And so eventually it just didn't, didn't work out and that's okay. Like it's, you know, maybe it'll happen in the future. Maybe it won't, but if it does, I would want it to be intentional And also this sort of brings up another point and I won't make it a sixth item because I don't think it necessarily applies to everyone or everything, but I want to share sort of like my personal feeling with slow growth is that I'm I'm glad. Another reason that I'm glad it, it didn't grow quickly, the platform didn't grow quickly, is that I feel like I would have been giving bad advice (laughs) and like really just things out of context five years ago. I I probably would have said things that I regret. And I mean, I did say things that I regret and wrote things that I'm like, what was I thinking? But I'm glad it didn't reach more people, (laughs) frankly. And the reason I say this doesn't apply to everyone is kind of going back to some people face really unjust obstacles. And I'm not saying, you know, I just want to, I don't want to generalize because there are a lot of people who do have amazing work and insights and perspectives that aren't getting the attention that they deserve and they should be their their work should be growing faster and they should be reaching more people so this one is just like totally personal but I just wanted to share that my knowledge has expanded so much in these past years and I'm embarrassed when I read some of my posts (laughs) and I've just grown so much personally speaking in my knowledge about sustainability and fashion thanks to listening to others I mean this did not just come out of nowhere but it was reading just really amazing books and following incredible people on Instagram and listening to podcasts and having some of the amazing guests that we've had on this show that have really reframed my perspective and so I guess growing slow gave me the time to listen to others and I think this is something more coming from like a a privileged point of view where I'm sort of cut off from a lot of these issues, right? I don't know what it's like to work in a garment factory and 
I don't fully understand what the what garment workers are demanding until you until talk to one, right? And so that's why um, I'm saying this is like, yeah, from, from my vantage point personally, others, I think their viewpoints should be expanding into the public consciousness faster and more. But for me, I'm just really glad that some of the stupid stuff that I said years ago actually didn't reach that many people because it really wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good stuff (laughs) and it it maybe would have hindered sort of my long-term success or or the long-term viability of conscious life and style and maybe would have caused more misinformation in this space like I'm really glad that I have more perspectives to form my own vantage point um and I'm still learning right? Like, I'm not saying I know know everything now. Absolutely not. There's so many things that I do not know. And back to the book example, I was not ready to write a book then. I still would say I'm not ready to write a book. Like, there are people that definitely are more qualified. And I don't think that's necessarily imposter syndrome. I think it's a kind of objective view. Like, Maybe I can host a podcast, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm ready to write a book. Like I would, I would want to have more knowledge before I do that or more experiences or more conversations with people in the fashion industry. Like there's still things that I'm like, I don't know my thoughts on this. You know, it's sort of a gray area and I'm still sort of hearing different perspectives from different people and like what is the truly most equitable, sustainable approach to this and I think that a podcast enables more exploration of that rather than a book which often you're expected to be like here's the point and the specifics um I I guess fiction books enable more fluidity and but I feel like nonfiction books often are like make a statement and then follow it up with facts and statistics whereas to me there's just so many areas of the fashion industry where I'm still like I want to dive deeper I don't fully understand it or I want to understand more or I feel like I'm not getting all the angles on this that are out there and I I want to explore that. So that's that. And the sixth reason or benefit or whatever we want to call it is that I do think that slow growth is often more sustainable growth. And I'm going to use Instagram as an example because I just have been using Instagram as an example throughout this episode. And I so I mentioned that it took me six years to get to 45,000 followers on Instagram. And throughout my years, I've seen creators come and go that went from zero to 100K really fast, like really fast. But then, you know, you would see people like get overwhelmed and for whatever reason leave. And maybe they would have left whether they grew or not. And there are also people who don't grow and decide to leave Instagram for whatever reason. And there are lots of reasons to leave Instagram, that's for sure. But I guess with that, I'm saying that sometimes when you grow slow, you also reach burnout faster. And also, I think we've seen businesses that grow really fast, come out of nowhere, grow really, really fast, and then just go bankrupt or go to business really fast too. And I I think it's just when you grow so quickly, 
again, it's back to this intentionality thing. It's really hard to be intentional and you might make decisions or do things that don't feel totally, that don't feel right or aren't right for the business. And, you know, um, for instance, in a business to grow fast, you usually have to take on debt and that debt can come back to bite you for sure. So, and from a creative perspective, I think it's just, it's just can be overwhelming to grow fast. I think it's just as simple as that. And some people are, are able to handle it, but for others, it can be really overwhelming. And I just have this mindset of stay consistent and keep, you know, running the course when it comes to Instagram. And there were years that I just barely saw any growth at all, but I just kept doing it and connecting with the community and being happy about who was there and who was showing up and who I was connecting with and focusing on the audience I did have instead of just always focusing on growth and kind of just, yeah, staying the course, I guess, and understanding that sometimes I'm going to grow, sometimes I'm not, and sometimes it's due to my own sort of like lack of good content, (laughs) and other times it's just Instagram's confusing algorithm. Uh, It's not always in my control. So yeah, I guess... This isn't also to say that people who grow, who grew fast, like all of a sudden are going to burn out or that's not sustainable. As I said, you might have a growth spurt and you can still like sustain that. But yeah, you're probably not going to grow rapidly every single month on Instagram just with how the algorithm changes. Sometimes the algorithm likes you, sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes it prioritizes certain content that's not the kind of content you create. And sometimes it create it um, prioritizes content that is the kind of content that you create. So yeah, it's pretty hard, I would say, to grow really fast constantly on Instagram. And I also think there's just like a certain ceiling and certain different niches, you know, within the sustainable fashion space. I would say it's probably pretty hard to grow bigger than like fashion revolutions account because I feel like they're sort of the biggest name in sustainable fashion maybe someone will prove me wrong and that would be amazing but I do feel like sometimes there's also uh, a ceiling just within a, a niche maybe you create very specific upcycled garments there's maybe only going to be so many people who want to spend that much money who are interested in the aesthetic that you have um, there's just also going to be kind of like a limit and, um, that's okay. That's cool. You don't need a million followers or a million customers to be successful. But yeah, I think I'm still developing, developing my thoughts a bit on this slow growth is perhaps more sustainable growth idea. Maybe I'll do a part two if you guys liked this episode. I mean, if you hated it, then of course I won't do a part two. Let me know what you thought. You can direct message me on Instagram at Conscious Style. Um, yeah, I would be curious if you did enjoy this or, you know, if you're like, it was cool, but like, we don't need a part two. Or if you're saying, you know, uh, Elizabeth, you were kind of just off with this whole idea and definitely don't do a part two. But that's what I have for you today on It's Okay to Grow Slow. I hope that it was encouraging perhaps on your journey and like honoring where you're at or gave you some ideas to think about whatever it might be. Um, If you're enjoying this 
if you enjoyed this episode, this is the first time you're listening or the second episode that you listen to, hit subscribe, follow so you don't miss future episodes. And if you have been enjoying the podcast consistently, uh, rating, review, all that kind of good stuff really, really goes a far way, goes a long way, goes a long way. And yeah, maybe, maybe you know somebody who could also use this message. Please share it with them. I feel like we all need to give ourselves a little bit more grace, even when we're growing slow. Like, that's okay. Even if we're not growing in a certain phase of life, like, that's, that's cool. That's okay. It happens. So that's all for today's episode. Again, pretty unscripted, totally unscripted, and pretty unedited. I, ed- I edited out a few parts where it was like really this huge long pause that I wasn't saying anything, <laughs> but relatively unedited. So if you noticed a difference in quality, it's because we didn't have our amazing audio editor, Yuhan, fixing all of my mistakes and my audio quality, <laughs> but hopefully you still enjoyed it. And I will catch you again here next Tuesday for another episode. I also hope to connect with you on Instagram. And even more, I hope to connect with you via our newsletter. That really is the best way to stay in touch with us because we know that Instagram algorithms can be very unpredictable. So the newsletter is really the best way to stay up to date on conscious life and style content. And I always share recommendations of articles that I'm reading and various other resources such as documentaries or YouTube videos, podcasts, I share a lot of podcasts, campaigns to support like a petition to sign or organization. We're supporting some cool brands to browse. You know, we share articles that have been writing that have been written by our incredible contributing writers. So to sign up for that, go to ConsciousLifeAndStyle.com slash edit. And the link is also going to be in the episode notes in case you don't remember that link. All right, everybody. I hope you take care and that we stay in touch through whatever medium that you prefer. Bye for now.